Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. M. A. I. N. M. E. N. U. Main Menu Main Menu Main Menu Hello, everyone, and welcome to Main Menu for the 1st of September, 2017. This is your co-host, Jason Castingway. Whether you're a bookworm or a couch potato, we've got something for you in this show. We're going to start out with Karen Kenninger at the 2017 ACB Conference and Convention General Session as she details exciting changes to NLS and the BARD program. Next, Peter Korn is back on the scene as he demonstrates the Fire TV Edition Smart TV from Amazon. This also took place at convention during the Information Access Committee presentation. While we don't have time for it in this show, Randy looks forward to talking about his Fire TV Smart Television Edition experience soon. Here we go. It is really an honor to again have the privilege of introducing our next speaker. I've had that privilege several times. Karen Kenninger is a leader in our community. She is one of us. She knows our needs because she lives them, and she does as much as she possibly can to bring improvements about for us, since reading is such an important part of all of our daily lives, information access. Let's hear it for Karen Kenninger, Director of the National Library Services for the Blind and Physically Handicapped. Karen? Good morning, ACB. It is once again a real pleasure to be here with you today, even though I'm freezing. (laughs) I've been in the position of director of NLS for the last five years. When I started, I had five areas that I really promised that I would work in. Those were to maintain the quality of the NLS product, to add more content than we'd been doing, to leverage technology to improve reading and delivery, and to improve Braille literacy through the library and to expand our patron base. Since I'm asked to talk about what's new and what's happening, these are the topics that I'm going to cover. One of the things that I didn't anticipate when I first took the job, but which has become an integral part of NLS, is the distribution of the currency reader program. We've been working with uh, Bureau of Engraving and Printing to distribute them, and I just wanted to let you know that we've distributed, I think, over 50,000 at this point. We have a staff that works on taking calls and working on that project. Something that we have accomplished this past year is to release BART Express. Anybody here using BART Express? BART Express is intended for people who are PC-based users of BART who want a little better search function, better sorting function, and a much easier experience moving things from BART onto their talking book machines or their devices of choice. We released that last fall and it has been popular. If you don't know about it and if you think it would be useful to you, contact your network library. They can help you get it. How many of you are actually NLS users? All right. And how many of you are BARD users? And how many of you are BARD mobile users? Okay, that gives me a good idea of who I'm talking to. Okay, very helpful. Barb Mobile, we're working to keep those maintained, both for Android and iOS. They keep changing things. You know, iOS keeps coming out with a new version every year, and then we've got to do stuff to make sure that we're compatible. So we continue to work on those. We have had a website for many years, and that website has been intended for accessibility, and it was accessible, but it was kind of old-fashioned. So as of July 10th, we are launching a new website for NLS. You can actually preview the new website by going to the current NLS website. And we are looking for feedback on that. So if you uh, want to tell us anything about what you think about it, we'd be happy to hear about that. We think it'll be more visually appealing. We have accessible uh, video controls on it now and some of the other kinds of things that we were lacking before. We hope the organization will be easier to follow than we'd had we kind of grew like Topsy before. so, And, of course, it is fully accessible. That was the top priority. Good looking and fully accessible, which you can do. 
So um, feedback is welcome again. I promised more content. And we are producing more new content each year. Um, this coming year, we expect to do about 1,000 commercial titles, or new commercial titles, as well as about 2,000 uh, recorded titles that we've asked our, our vendors to actually record, like APH and whatnot, NLS recorded titles. Um, we also have made an arrangement with recorded, we are working with recorded books to, uh, with their backlist this coming year to fill in series and to do Thank you so much. And to do some other things that will help to, um, to fill up series and just, so we're adding about a thousand of those this coming year too. Um, so we are incre increasing the number of titles that we're producing. Uh, you all wanted our, our cassette titles move forward and so we have almost completed that process. There are about 37,000 of them and we've got, uh, we will have all of them on BARD by the end of the summer. We're also beginning to address our foreign language uh, collection, which is not real robust, um, to say the least. We're looking at ways that we can improve that by getting materials from other libraries through the Accessible Book consor Consortium. And someday we might actually get to join Marrakesh and then we'd have more access, but that's not happening just now. So um, in the past year, we've added some magazines. We've added the O magazine and the AARP magazines based on customer requests and some other things. We are also working with the Internet Archive and Hadi Trust. They have bazillions of things available. Um, and Internet Archive has kind of tried to cooperate or coordinate with us before, but it hasn't been widely used. So we're looking at ways that Internet Archive and potentially Hadi Trust, which have um, scanned m millions of titles, that we would be able to make them more readily available to our patrons. That's something that's coming. It's not here yet, but we are hopeful. Technology is a big part of NLS. And one of the things that I'm working on at this point, very hard and very successfully, I might add, with everyone's help, is to introduce a Braille e-reader to the NLS program. This has been a goal of mine since the beginning because I believe that with Braille e-readers we will be able to produce more content in NLS and we'll also be able to make more content available in Braille to people without having all of the drawbacks that Braille has come to represent, like bulk and the hassle of mailing and, and all of those things. Here's what's happening. Last summer, it was after the conventions, the legislation that governs what NLS can spend money on was changed to allow us to not only spend money on talking book machines, but also on other products, including refreshable Braille. So that legislation is now in place. They didn't give me any money with it, but at least we got that far. Another thing that has changed is that the cost of refreshable Braille is coming down. New technology has been introduced. It's new. It's brand new. Um, so what we are going to do initially, and thank you to Kim for this, we are going to be doing a pilot with Perkins. That Perkins is buying 200 Orbit readers, and we are going to be working together with them to pilot this concept for stage one of introducing it. We want to find out a lot of things about how this will fit into the program. We want to find out who will be using them. We want to find out how they'll be using them. We want to find out how much support the libraries will need to provide. We want to find out what kinds of materials people want to read on, on the digital Braille devices. We want to know what impact that will have on hard copy circulation. We have a whole lot of questions. Want to know what the features are that are the most important. So what we're going to do is this pilot, about six months worth, we'll be, um, Kim will be selecting and distributing the readers to people and be working with Judy Dixon and, and NLS staff um, and Perkins staff together to, to answer a lot of these questions. Once we have those answers, we'll be prepared to move forward into our next expanded pilot and for that expanded pilot, NLS will be buying units 
through a free and open competition, as we are federal people, and that's what we do. We're going to be working with probably eight of our network libraries to have an expanded pilot. We expect that to happen by the end of next summer. Um, nothing happens quickly when you are a Fed. I have learned this. It is one of my harder lessons. Um, and then we are going to be asking for additional funds for 2019 federal fiscal year. And with those additional funds, we will be buying um, refreshable Braille devices to begin rolling them out to as, as a part of the NLS program. Now, these devices are going to be pretty simple. We're not going to try to get everything built into one device. What we're going to be looking at, we know for sure, is the ability to read a BRF file, the format that NLS produces at this point. They will be fairly simple. They will be able to handle the files to read off a cartridge, we believe. And then they will also be able to be Bluetooth to an iPhone or an Android device or whatever so that you could use it to read Braille um, on those devices as well. We will, of course, continue to produce hard copy Braille, at least for the midterm. We know that there will be some decrease in reading of hard copy Braille, but we also know that there will be people who won't take uh, readily to the refreshable Braille device. At least we think that's the case. So we will be continuing uh, hard copy Braille as we go. Another thing that we have done with Braille this past year or two is to reintroduce tactile graphics. I may have mentioned this last year. I'm not sure. Or, sorry, I keep missing that. But we have reintroduced tactile graphics in some of our materials. And if you have thoughts about the tactile graphics, I'd be interested in hearing them. We have talking book machines. We are going to be looking at the next generation of talking book machines. Now, the talking book machines that we have now are robust and sturdy and working very well for the most part. But eventually that stock is going to run out. And we want to do some new things with the talking book machines, too. So we need to figure out whether we need to build our own talking book machine again. NLS has always done that. Or whether it makes more sense to buy a talking book player that would be produced on the market. So this summer, we're actually going to be studying that question. Should we buy or should we build? We'll be making a decision by next, say, January, and then we'll move forward with regard to that decision. One of the things that we know we want to do is incorporate text-to-speech in the talking book machine so that if you want to read a book that is text that is um, on your talking book machine, you'd be able to do that. Um, we also know that we want to move towards wireless delivery. So those two things are for sure things that we're going to be incorporating into the next generation talking book machine. There will be others, but those two we don't for sure. How soon we'll have that done? Probably another two or three years, I think. That's another thing that we're working on. We've got some other pilots going on. Um, one of the things, we had this, this report done by our good friends, the Government Accountability Office, and they generally come in and tell you what you need to do differently. Uh, and one of the things that they told us that we needed to find out was whether or not our patrons would accept text-to-speech, synthetic speech, as, as a vehicle for talking books. Now, let me hear from you just a quick, how many of you think that you'd get just as good a book if you had text-to-speech as opposed to human-narrated books? How many of you? Thank you. This is my thought. Um, however, it's cheaper, so there's some, some pressure to look at this. So what we're going to be doing this summer is, is a, a pilot test of synthetic speech with some of our patrons to see whether they have the same opinion that I have, which is that text-to-speech has a place. If you're going to read a cookbook, do I care whether it's dramatically rendered? Do I care? Not really. Um, but if, if, if I'm going to read a romance novel, does it matter? Mm, maybe so. <laughs> so what we're going to find out is whether I'm just crazy or whether everybody feels the same way that I do. And, and, um, because my vision of the NLS program going forward is that text-to-speech has a place. But that place is not for our core um, titles, that we would maintain our human-narrated core titles for 
uh, the benefit of leisure reading, which is what we're all about, and that maybe there would be a secondary group of titles that maybe we couldn't produce in any other way that would utilize text-to-speech. We'll see how that all goes. But anyway, we're going to be studying that this summer. Another thing that we're going to be piloting is a duplication on demand system, which what that means from the patron perspective is that you would get customized cartridges from your library. Instead of getting the cartridges that are kind of manufactured by NLS and sent to the libraries, the libraries would take a cartridge and they would put the books on the cartridge that you wanted to read specifically. And then they would send it to you. And when you got done with it, you'd send it back and they would they would um, do that. Now, if you're already downloading, you're already customizing your, your books. But I know many, many people, and about 85% of the people we serve actually aren't using BARD. They're not downloading for whatever reasons. So we're looking, we're going to be piloting this customized cartridge concept this summer so that we can find out how it works in the library and so that we can also get feedback from the patrons about whether it's working for them. Iowa, anybody here? Oh yeah, we do have some people here from Iowa, yeah? Iowa? I'm from Iowa. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> Iowa has actually taken the step of becoming the first shelfless library in the network. They are doing everything in, in terms of customized cartridges. Um, we'll see how that's working there and hopefully expand it because we have a lot of things on BARD that are not available on cartridges that, that NLS sends out. So it's going to be very helpful to have these customized cartridges so then you'd get, be able to get access not only to the, the stuff that's already on cartridge, but primarily the things that we didn't put on cartridges, including, by the way, the 3,500 and counting locally produced um, talking books that we've got up on BARD now. So look for customized cartridges. Another pilot that we are working on is just kind of the preliminary way of figuring out what it's going to mean to do wireless delivery in the NLS network. I mean, it's kind of obvious at some levels, but we need to figure out what the usage would be. And this is, again, primarily for people who aren't already using BARD or aren't using the apps. So we're working on that this summer. And we are playing with Alexa as well. We know there are some people who think it would be cool to read their talking books on Alexa. And so we're playing with that as well to see how that would work out. Um, a couple other quick things which are sort of not directly related to the service that you receive from NLS, but they do impact NLS, one of which is that we're going through a major renovation in our facility, which means that some of our people are located on the Capitol Hill and some people are moving around in, on Taylor Street, and that should be finished in December. That does, again, it doesn't really affect your service, but it does affect our staff, and it might slow a few things down. We've also been basically given a building to move into, um, which is much, much closer to Cap. It's actually on Capitol Hill. And we are looking at the potential for moving into that building in the next five to seven years. So um, one other big thing that we are doing is to uh, advertise our program more. We have got money set aside for television and radio and multimedia advertising in order to increase the number of people who know about our service so that they can uh, get the benefits of it. And you should be seeing online advertising of NLS, uh, NLS services in the next, um, actually that started already, and it's been quite successful. And you also will start to see television and radio advertising uh, starting in January or February. So we're really hopeful that that's going to help people to learn about our program. So thank you all very much. Now, here's Peter Korn. And this Fire TV, uh, Edition Smart TV, like Fire TVs in general, has Voice View built in. It also has Alexa built in. And we can use both of those for every facet of the television experience. So, Amazon.com. Do a search for Fire TV Edition. You'll find it. Uh, they are actually shipping uh, as of, I think, a week ago. Um, the other thing that we uh, have been doing starting 
uh, at the end of last year is we've been making the Amazon video player application accessible on a wide range of devices. Of course, video playing is accessible on our own Fire TV. Why have a Fire TV if you can't watch videos? Um, it's also accessible on our Fire tablets. It's accessible on iPhone. It's accessible on Android. And starting December, it's accessible on a broad number of what we call living room devices. So your PlayStation 4, your Xbox One, many smart TVs from Sony and Hisense, um, uh, Blu-ray players. There's some Sony Blu-ray players that have text-to-speech in them, and the Amazon Video Player app will talk on those devices. And I'm going to demonstrate some of that in a few moments. And then finally, if that weren't enough, just uh, three weeks ago, I believe, we launched audio description for Amazon Video. <laughs> and at launch, we had something like 117 movies from folks like Disney, Paramount, Warner Brothers, as well as 10 Amazon original TV shows, things like Man in the High Castle and Bosch, full seasons of those series. Not every, not all seasons in all cases. We only have the first season of Man in the High Castle, for example, but all seasons of Transparent, all seasons of Bosch, and we will be rounding that out uh, fairly aggressively over the coming weeks and months. So without further ado, let's have me shut up and invite VoiceView to talk. So I'm going to press, so the remote that I have, for any of you who have played with a Fire TV, the Fire TV Edition Smart TV is similar but has a few more buttons. The top right button is the power button. I just pressed that. Um, in the center toward the very top is the microphone button. That's how I talk to Alexa. Then there's a row of three small buttons, back, home, and menu. A five-way selector, a big round button that you can go up, down, left, right, or press select in the center. Another set of three small buttons below that, rewind, play, pause, fast forward. Then we have a volume up-down rocker that's oriented horizontally. And then finally, we have three quick buttons to get to Prime Video or Netflix or music, Amazon Music. Now, um, all of this should be plugged into the house. So as I arrow around, you should start hearing things. You're only hearing clicks. You're not hearing uh, voice view. And that's because I haven't turned voice view on. To turn voice view on, I locate the back and menu buttons, and I press them both at the same time for about two seconds, like this. Voice view ready, home, two of seven. And that's all Use you need. Use left and right to move between items. And that's all you need to do to turn on voice view. You can do that shortly after you plug the TV in. So you get the TV, get it into your living room, plug it in, press the power on button on the remote, wait a few moments, and then you'll start hearing this periodic ping sound, kind of like radar. And that periodic ping sound lets you know that the TV is up and ready for your input. At that point, you locate and press the play pause button which connects the remote wirelessly, not over infrared, but wirelessly with the TV. The remote is both infrared and wireless. So once you've synchronized the remote to the device, then you can turn on voice view and use voice view to go entirely through the setup process to get onto Wi-Fi, to register your account, and then to start enjoying 
the device to start enjoying movies and even scanning for over-the-air channels. I'll take you through all of that. Although you're going to need to actually physically connect some cables behind. Voice View can't help you with that part. So I'm now on the home screen, and the home screen of the Fire TV Edition Smart TV is very, very similar to the home screen of Fire TV in general. There is a menu across the top. Why don't I press the menu button once, which is the Voice View uh, info button when Voice View is running, and see what she has to say. Use left and right to move between items. Main menu contains top-level choices such as search, home, movies, and settings. When an item is selected, the lower portion of the screen updates to contain related content. New World of X Games, ABC, Netflix, Amazon Music, Prime... So what you heard when I pressed the menu button briefly once is overview information. We have begun extending the Android Accessibility API, or more appropriately, the Fire OS Accessibility API, to better support um, delighting customers. So one of the things we have done is we have added a field in the Accessibility API called Hint Text. So the Hint Text tells you things like, uh, you can press left and right at this point to select items. We've also added something called orientation text. Orientation text is automatically read the first time you encounter any screen. But you can get it at any time just by pressing the menu button. So I'm going to press the menu button again, but I'm now going to annotate what you hear from voice view. Menu. Use left and right to move between items. Main menu contains top-level choices text. such as search, home, move. And play pause is the shut up button. You know, when you implement a screen reader, and this is now my fifth, I think, in the 25 years I've been doing this stuff, the very first thing you do is you make it talk, followed quickly by the very second thing you do, which is make it shut up. So I'm now going to explore this interface by pressing right on the five-way selector. Your videos, three of seven. Movies, four of seven. TV shows, five of seven. Apps, six of seven. Settings, seven of seven. So those are six of my seven items. Going back to Seven home. items, home, two of seven. I'm going to go left. You search one of seven. A. And that's alpha. the leftmost choice. I can painstakingly go through this on-screen keyboard to enter search terms. But as we'll see, Alexa's much better for that. But I can do it. Every aspect of this interface is accessible. It talks. And I can home, go through two of seven. So I'm now back to home. Use left and right item. to move. Hush. I'm now going to arrow down into the body of this screen. Preacher premiere on AMC, one of six. How would anybody want to shoot at us? Recent fire TV button. The very first item Use up and menu. down to move. Hush. The very first item below the menu is a rotating series of... Uh, things we'd like to entice you to consider watching. So now we have the recent items. These are things that I have recently interacted with, whether they are inputs like... PlayStation button. One of my inputs. I've got a PlayStation. PlayStation. HDMI to Xbox button. I have an Xbox connected. Netflix button. Netflix. New World of X Games. ABC. I was watching ABC a little while World ago. World of X. The Man in the High Castle. Prime button. And I was also watching the man in the high Escalation. Warp. Hush. So these are some of the things that I can do. Actually, let's go back to the man in the high castle because I want to point out another thing that we're going to hear. And this is very interesting and important. The man in the high castle. Prime button. 
Escalation, 4.5 out of 5 stars from 39,457 customers. IMDb rating 8.1 out of 10, 53 minutes, 2016. What we are hearing, and for those who can see, you'll notice that as I am selecting among these recent items, the top third of the screen where I don't have focus where my cursor is not at the moment. That top third is updating. That top third is updating with a description for the item that has focus. It's telling me about the man in the high castle, in particular the episode I was most recently watching, which is Escalation. Now, this is a very common visual UI pattern. You see this on Apple TV, you see this in Netflix. All this visual stuff that doesn't have focus that we still want to know about. And the way that that's typically solved is very similar to what you have just heard. After a brief pause, we start reading that. And by the way, this is now the third place we have extended the now Fire OS accessibility API. We have something called description for text, or actually a description for container of a bunch of different items that is programmatically linked to this item in the recents row. And that we automatically, the, the voice view automatically starts reading after a pause. But I can, of course, shut it up. But I can do something else that's very interesting and very powerful. I'm going to start rereading this, but then I'm going to start pressing the fast forward and rewind buttons because there's a lot of information here. And we might only want to know what the uh, maturity rating is to know whether we want to watch this with our young daughter. And I don't want to have to listen to five paragraphs of information before I get to the maturity rating. Would you please? Let me skip forward to the thing I want to know about. Well, we do. So let's do this again. New, the man in the high castle. Prime button. Escalation. 4.5 IMDb. Fast 53 forward, minutes. 2016 rated TVMA. Closed captioning available. Season fast, closed captioning rated TVMA. Closed captioning. And there it is. I can move backwards and forwards through these paragraphs of information because customer obsession, delighting customers with disabilities. Why should you have to be dragged through all this information when you want to be in control? You should be in control. You should read what you want to read when you want to read it. And that's part of the philosophy driving our access solutions. So to repeat the question, for the folks on the um, live stream. Um, he notes, the gentleman notes that uh, we noted that this has closed captions, but he did not hear any indication that this is audio described. You won't today in this first release of audio description support for Amazon Video. We, we made a decision uh, probably a year and a half ago, I would say, at Amazon, that we don't want to let the perfect get in the way of releasing substantial improvements. So uh, we weren't able to add um, visual display of audio description as a, as a bug, as metadata, in the programs on Fire TV in time to make our desired launch date for audio descriptions, which was earlier this year. We decided rather than holding off on bringing audio descriptions to our customers until we had that feature, it would be better to release that to work with the audio description project at uh, the American Council of the Blind to list all of our titles and to list them all on our website and to get that out earlier. And so that's what we did. But that functionality is coming. So the question was about teletext or other text information coming up on the TV itself. Will VoiceView read that? 
It depends upon how that information is rendered. If it's simply rendered within the video stream itself, and all we get is video that happens to have pixels that look like text, we're not going to be able to do anything with it. On the other hand, if it comes through programmatically as text, and we're displaying it within the visual UI, the, the, a dialog box, for example, then we would read it. And I can show you an example. If I pull the input plug from an input, and a dialog box, an error message comes up saying, your input was removed, that we can read. But we're still working through the technical standards for how to expose that kind of text, emergency broadcast information, et cetera, plumbing that all the way through. So that's something that's still coming. So, um, and then I'm going to ask you to hold any follow-up questions because there are others in the audience as well. Um, as some of you may know, we have just begun rolling out Braille support for voice view on fire tablets. I'm not equipped to demonstrate that here. We have some braille sessions later on in the conference where I'll be getting into that. Um, our initial braille support is output only and that is not available for fire TV in the initial release. Um, we've been having discussions with customers and I'm very curious and we can talk about this maybe afterwards um, the applications of Braille in a TV environment. Certainly it's something we can do. Voice view is voice view. It's the same code base, whether it's on Fire TV or Fire Tablet. Um, but figuring out the, the usage paradigms for Braille in a TV environment is something that uh, we're very much interested in getting customer thoughts and feedback on. In the in a moment, in the second row, there was a question, then I'll, I'll come to you, Miss. Sir, I'm not aware of Amazon.com, the mail order site, doing trade-ins, even with products that might have been bought from us six months ago. Uh, I would invite you to talk with customer service. Did you buy it from Amazon? Uh, ev even more so. Uh, I'm not aware of, of us taking a product we didn't sell uh, as a trade-in. But you might go to Best Buy or whoever you bought the Vizio from and talk with them. We will be selling, uh, or I should say, Westinghouse Element Electronics uh, will be selling these through retail outlets. Question in the back of the room. So the question was about um, audio description or video description on Amazon Video on iPhone? Yes, it is, and I can demonstrate. I'm not in a position to demonstrate that here, but I plan to demonstrate that on Tuesday morning when I have a little bit more equipment, uh, audio-video equipment that should be arriving at the convention center on Monday. So I'd be happy to sit down with you afterwards and see if we can work out how to do it on your phone or tablet. So um, I can get to more facets of the interface. I, I don't know how much time you're... <laughs> okay, uh, question in the front row, and then I'm going to ask to hold questions while I do some more demonstrating. Whether you choose to cut the cord or not is entirely up to you. Um, you can plug cable signals into the coax input and use that instead of an over-the-air antenna. And as long as it complies with certain, um, uh, certain protocols for exposing program information, we will get all of the text of that program information. It will be populated in our user interface in the program guide, and that program guide will be accessible. And speaking of that, why don't we go to the program guide now? Because, well, this is a television, after all. So I'm going to do a long press on the home button. That's the top center button in the first row of three small buttons. 
channel guide one of six button and after doing that long press, use up and down to move between after doing that long press i get a um, vertical menu off to the right hand side overlaid over whatever else is going on with channel guide as you heard inputs two of six button apps three of six button set a sleep timer four of six button picture five of six button this is where i can adjust use up and down to move sound six of six button so let's go back channel guide one of six button and look at the channel guide world of x games 2 p.m to 3 p.m saturday july 1st after a pause epg menu use up and down to move between channels Use left and right to move between programs inside a channel. Station name ABC. Saturday, July 1st. Street League. Street League rookies Das Han Jordan and Yuta Haragam battle it out with perennial champion Nia Houston for the top spot in Munich. World of X Games. 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. Up next. To be announced. You know, this is an excellent place to demonstrate something that I was going to hold until a little later. Street League rookies, what was that? Something Jordan and, and Uto something or other. I'm not quite sure what those were. So voice view supports review mode. So a long press of the voice view button, the menu button. Review mode on. Brings up review mode. I'm now going to do a long press of left. Street League. Street League rookies Das Han Jordan and Yuta Haragam battle it out with perennial champion Nia Guide. Now I'm going to move through this item by item. I'm doing item linear navigation. Vertical bar. 2.05 p.m. Saturday, July 1st. Oh, Street League. Street League rookies Das Han Jordan and Yuta. That's a lot of information. So I'm going to change my reading granularity by pressing the down button. Window. Character. Word. And now I'm going to navigate this paragraph of information by word. Street League. Street League. Street League. Street League. Rookies. Das Han. Jordan. Das Han. How do you spell that? Well, let's change reading granularity to... Control, word, character, D, character. delta, A, S, H, A, W, N, November. You can now spell the name of any actor anywhere you find it in this interface. Whether it's in a movie or an over-the-air television show like this. Customer obsession, delighting customers so let's get out of review mode review mode off world of x games Hush. and that's just again a long press of the voice view button or the home or the menu button and let's see what else is here in this program guide i'm going to arrow down a few times to see what other channels i was able to pick up from the antenna earlier today in my hotel room when the antenna was against the window. We're not actually able to pull any of these stations in right now because the antenna is deep within the bowels of the hotel. But I was able to pull in the program guide and the program guide is persisting even though I can't actually get anything off the antenna. So let's see what else was available. Hatch Twin Peaks. The return with Showtime on Amazon channels, 2 of 18. That's actually an EPG ad. menu. What's happening? 2.30 p.m. to 3 p.m. What's happening? 2 p.m. to 2.30 p.m. PGA down. Tour Golf, 12 p.m. Season down. of Fear, 1.30. Once bitten, 2 p.m. to arrow Raising down. Hope, 2 p.m. to 2.30 p.m. Now let's arrow across to station see what's name plus Saturday Raising Hope 2:30 p.m. to 3 p.m. The King of Queens 3 p.m. to 3:30 p.m. The King of Queens 3:30 p.m. to 4 p.m. All right, 
Saturday, July 1st. Go back to home. Home. That's a taste of over-the-air broadcast. Now, Fire TV edition smart TVs are Fire TVs. Fire TVs not only come with voice view, they come with Alexa. So I can do things like this. Switch to ABC. Tuning to ABC. 17 items. We're not going to hear anything. Player Chrome. Use down button to bring up on now row. Weak or no signal, try repositioning your antenna to improve reception. And that was an error message. And that error message was automatically read by voice view. I don't have enough signal here in the bowels of the hotel to actually tune to ABC. So let's try something else. Switch input to Xbox. Okay. No signal detected. Input list. Button. Let me wake up the Xbox. So now I have the Xbox. The Xbox is waking up. Maybe while the Xbox is waking up, we'll do something else. Uh, the Fire TV Edition Smart TV is $449.99 for the 43-inch, $549.99 for the 50-inch, $649.99 for the 55-inch that we have here, and then $849.99 for the 65-inch. Resume. Launch. Amazon Video. Press the Menu button for More Options button. One of one. So what we're hearing now is Microsoft Narrator built into the Xbox One. And the only reason I'm showing you that is because I can launch... Dialogue. Oh. Sign in to start this app. Yeah, you need yeah. to sign in to use yeah, Amazon. Resume. Guide. Who are you? CSU and Demo. Signed out. Choose this person. Notification from system. Okay. Hi CSUN. Amazon video. You're signed in. Amazon video. Loading. And this is a demonstration of the fact that we are device agnostic. Text to speech ready. To navigate this application, use the directional buttons on your remote. Main menu. Home. Press up and down to move between items. Press select to choose and press right to move to right menu. And this interface is somewhat similar to what you just heard with Voice View on Fire TV. This is actually the Voice View preview interface on a basic Amazon video user interface that looks a lot like the Fire TV interface of nine months ago, <laughs> which was when we did uh, Voice View Preview. So I can arrow through this. Originals, movies, TV. I can go select an item. TV selected, TV carousel list. And New I content loaded, main menu. TV carousel list, watch next, your and channels. Through this interface. List. Similarly, I can switch input to. Input switched. Your TV input has been switched to Fire I'm not TV. quite sure how to help you with that. Display and sound. Switch input to PlayStation. I can't switch input on Fire TV. Display and sounds. In switch input to PlayStation. Oh, I've got I can't one. switch input on Fire TV. Home. Two of seven. That's not the remote I'm looking for. Use left and right to move between items. Where is the remote I'm looking for? Yes, Jeff, but I found it. All right. Now, I, I, I also have a Fire TV stick attached, and I was pressing the remote of that, and the Fire TV stick doesn't have HDMI input. So let's try this with the remote for the Fire TV edition smart TV. Switch input to PlayStation. Okay. Input switched. Your TV input has been switched to PlayStation. And now, 
as I'm enjoying my PlayStation 4. TV and video services. Amazon Video. Button. I can select and launch Amazon Video on a PlayStation Amazon Video. And it talks. Let's just take that as given since we don't have tons of time. Loading. to make sure other people have a chance to do things. Text so to speech ready. To navigate this application, use the directional buttons on you. Man in the High Castle. Movies and TV. Two items. Movies and TV. The Man in the High Castle. Prime button. Two items. Movies and TV. Movies and TV. So I'm selecting this. The Man in the High Castle. Resume 52 minutes remaining. One of four. I'm going to go look at the seasons and episodes. You watch seasons and episodes. Three of four. By button. pressing right to get to it. Season two, episode four. I'm going to go up to the season Season list. two, two of two. Season one, one of two. Season one. And let's start at the beginning because you don't want to come into a show in the middle of a second season. Se season, season one, episode one. And let's start checking this out. Playing the new world. Disabled. But first we have an ad for the be on that. Pause. Pause. I'm going to press the menu twice, right? The menu is the voice view key. So if I want to actually press the menu button, I have to press it twice. Once to voice view, and that escapes the second press that goes through. Menu. Next episode. I'm going to select up. Watch from beginning. And subtitles. This is actually going to be subtitles and audio in about 48 hours when the update to the video player comes through quietly automatically. This is a brand new device I opened upstairs this morning. So I select subtitles and audio. Audio language. English. Drop down list. I'm going to select this drop down list. Audio language, English, one of two, check box, checked. And let's see what two of two is. Audio language, English, audio description, two of two, check box, not checked. Well, let's check it. The Man in the High Castle Season 1, Episode 1, The New World, Audio Languages, 2, Audio Language, English, Audio Description, drop-down list. Now I'm just going to press back. And off we will start listening to this again, where we were a moment ago, but this time Loading. with a little bit of extra Slider. stuff. Zero percent. One items. Amazon Studios presents A map shows the former United States divided into the Japanese Pacific States and the Greater Nazi Reich. Titles appear over iconic American monuments and projected images of war. Alexa Davalos, Rupert Evans, Luke Kleintank, DJ Qualls, Joel Delafonte, Kaylin Egan, Dick Hackett, Christopher Tricar, Frank Spotnitz. Skip forward, 10. Now we've skipped through the opening. A film projector turns on in a dark room. It's a new day. The sun rises in the east. Across our land, men and women go to work in factories and farms. A young man sits in a theater. Pause. So, this isn't actually um, a movie theater today. We're not going to do a full showing of The Man in the High Castle. You'll have to enjoy it uh, at home at your leisure. But I wanted to point out that not only is the Fire TV edition Smart TV a great place to watch over-the-air broadcasts, a great place to watch um, Amazon video with audio description. You can also watch other video services on this device. So I'm going to go to Home. Home, two of seven, loading. I'm going to go down to Recents. Actually, Use left go and down right to, to move between items. Hush. I'm going to go down to Your Apps and Games. Preacher Premier Recent. The your apps and games, Netflix. Use up and down to move between categories such as new releases or comedy. 
Use left and right to move between items in the category Escalation. 4.5 out of 5 stars from 39,400. So let's launch Netflix. On the profile selection screen, who's watching Netflix? Peter. One of three buttons. I'm the one who's going to be logging in, so we're going to log in as me. On the browse screen, in the spotlight row, one title in this row, Akja. To the girl who raised her, Arrow this massive. In the new releases row, 75 titles in this row, Akja. To the girl who raised her, Down. this massive creep. In the trending now row, 75 titles in this row, Breaking Bad. Select. On the details screen for Breaking Bad. Resume S1. Down. Play. Down. Down. Audio and subtitles. Four Select. of. Subtitles. One of four buttons. Off. Oh no, this currently selected. Audio description. Anyway. Audio described content, um, you can select all of that here. But rather than having to navigate through the entire Netflix UI, which is fully spoken, let's go back to home. Home, two of seven. We have what's called catalog integration with Netflix. So you can just use Alexa to say, Sense 8. Press select to view results. Results. Sense 8, comma, 1 of 2. Select. Sense 8, movies and TV. Two items. Movies and TV. Movies and TV. Sense 8, button. Select. Sense 8, watch now with Netflix. One select. And we immediately Playing. then launch Netflix. One hour, three minutes, five seconds remaining. Blonde, stares at the blonde Press OK to pause. Daytime, the woman with chin-length hair, eyes wide. The blonde stands in a pool of light at the club. Pause. Paused. Home, two of seven. So this now is perhaps the nicest Use left way and right to move between us. To watch Netflix as well because it's got full voice search integration. And that, I think, is all of the time I should take for demos. I see some questions. So uh, the gentleman notes that when we, launched voice when we launched Netflix, things got louder. So there are two ways to make your app accessible to blind customers. One is you follow the accessibility API patterns and let VoiceView read your app. The other is you make a self-voicing app. I'm sorry to say that while Netflix is quite accessible, it is a self-voicing accessible app. You can't get into review mode with VoiceView. You can't spell actors' names or any of that within the Netflix UI. It's a self-voicing app, and it doesn't respect the VoiceView text-to-speech volume level which is in our settings UI. Uh, front row polo shirt. So the stick is internet only. There is no and cable interface. There is, right, it's $39, and it's Wi-Fi only. The, the ports on it are power and HDMI. And so it's getting everything over Wi-Fi. There's a larger Fire TV that also has an Ethernet port. But there is no coax port. There is no way to plug a cable box into a Fire TV or Fire TV stick. Likewise, there are no HDMI inputs to plug in a PlayStation, an Xbox, a Blu-ray player. All of that comes with the television. Nonetheless, you have Alexa, you have VoiceView, you have Netflix, you have Hulu, Etc. So uh, I think that concludes my remarks. Brian, everyone, thank you so much for having me. Main Menu is a program brought to you by the American Council of the Blind and ACB Radio. It can be heard every Friday evening beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern on ACB Radio Mainstream and repeating every four hours until 5 p.m. the following day. 
You can point any internet browser to acbradio.org slash mainstream, grab it as a podcast, listen with ACB link for iOS, or call 605-475-8130 at airtime. Send us your comments and ideas to mainmenu at acbradio.org, or give us a shout on Twitter at mainmenu. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much.